cool. Okay, so why did you say yes to doing this interview? Why do you want to do the interview? I say yes to everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no is a pretty ugly word for me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, thank you for saying yes. It may not mean a lot to you, and you may say it to everybody, but to me it means a lot. Yeah. How would you define a maverick? Um, it's a very good question, actually. Um, to, to me... I'm, an, I'm a complete contrarian, so a maverick to me is someone who seemingly breaks all the rules but um, still achieves positive outcomes. Okay. And why do you think you're a maverick? Because <laughs> I think I've always, always broken the rules. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a passion and a hobby to find the opposite way of doing things. Right. Um, yeah, so... Um, for some reason, I was wired the wrong way or the right way, depending on how you look at it. How you look at it, very much so. Okay, the London School of Economics actually developed a maverickism scale. I'm going to give you seven statements. I'm not joking. I'm going to give you seven statements, and you just need to say true, false, can't decide. Right. People tell me that I'm a maverick, or words to that effect. Uh, true. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. Uh, true. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. Uh, true. <laughs> I'm much more productive than other people. Um, no, not necessarily. Okay. I, I look at it a different way, productivity. Okay. I have very unusual talents. Uh, yes. I'm generally underestimated by people. Yes. <laughs> I do things differently and better than most people when I work. Uh, I'll bet it's subjective, but, um, and I don't really work. <laughs> so okay. it's an odd question. <laughs> okay. Why do you do things differently? You said you don't follow the rules. You said you're a maverick. So why do you do things differently, Mark? Uh, it brings me great pleasure. Life's a painting, so why paint by numbers? Okay. Oh, I like that. I mean, life is your art, right? Yeah. Your approach to life is utterly... And so why would you paint someone else's picture okay um, so give me an example of what you do differently and how like for example so far you've said well i don't work so so yeah so i i ask my two self two two questions every day one is uh, and they form the basis of all of my innovation um and so i would go uh how do i have a great day every day um so I kind of use joy as the primary mechanism. And then the, seven, the second question I, I, I ask every day, which forms up my thinking and innovation, is how do I um, positively impact um, a billion people by just having coffee? Um, and <laughs> so, I mean, I've built you know, a reasonably large business before, but I didn't enjoy it. And so now what I do is just help people one, one person at a time and then, make sure that I'm always helping um, kind of the highest impact people in the world or the future highest impact people in the world. Okay. Because you, you don't actually need to work to make a massive difference. No, I completely concur with you. Is what you do equated with the bottom line or something else? It's the first question, how to have a great day every day. Okay, so, your bottom, <laughs> so it's not about money, it's about having a great day. Yeah. And is any part of being a maverick to do with autonomy over your life? Oh, totally. Um, I mean, the three human motivators, mastery, freedom and purpose. Um, uh, and, you know, mastering becoming good at your own way of doing things, mm -hmm. to choose your own way of doing things. And purpose is actually, I find, huge meaning in being different. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Does doing things differently require certain skills, talents, mindsets? And if so, what are they? Um, yeah, I mean, 
the hardest one is 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 being comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. Um, in in a world where, where we have this neurological problem, where fitting in is a survival instinct, right? right? Um, and a lot of people um, follow the rules because um, at the cost of themselves, mm-hmm. um, in some cases. Um, um, because they, they want to fit in. They mm-hmm. want to do things. Um, and mavericks tend to have developed the skills, and usually for not necessarily good reasons why yeah. they, while they were growing up, um, um, that they, they've, they've learned how to walk through that fear of conformity. Yes. Um, uh, and to be honest, that's the greatest skill, is, is the ability to be yourself at all times. Your brain is always trying to get you to be like someone else okay at the root of it all is the type of skill to acquire okay what are the challenges to being a maverick uh i don't really find it that challenging okay <laughs> I, I, it was harder it was harder not being it was harder it was harder following someone else's rules than it is mine i mean it is it is you know, things like being misunderstood, mm-hmm. uh, learning to communicate how you think with the wider world and you think a different way. I mean, these are these are real challenges. And, you know, with age, you get better yeah. better at doing that. Certainly when you're younger and you think a different way and you haven't developed the communication skills, then it can be a really, a, a really, really big issue. And also, I mean, if you've intrinsically always felt about looking at seeing things that way, then, you know, the, there are challenges like, I mean, I was a very young, young entrepreneur and being, you know, there's challenges with being taken seriously, and so, oh, you know, when you're older, or when you're a father, or when you're this, yeah, or when you're yeah. that, or when you're that, yeah, there's a, there's always an excuse, yeah, um, or it's easy if this, it was easy if that, yeah, because you know, I think the the big challenge is, um, people will always find an excuse to dismiss something that's too complicated, yes, or, or, or too challenging to do that, and and so you know, one of the challenges of thinking differently is to to be permanently kind of. Um, dismissed because people around you and it's easier to dismiss it than to actually face the truth that the opposite would be true um so okay so what's been the lowest point of your journey as a maverick um i think my type of challenges in my early entrepreneurial career where you know i had a couple of nervous breakdowns and that was really sustained sustained living of someone else's life right. um, <laughs> essentially um obviously you, know, you can appreciate uh, that you're number 80 so i'm um this is these are things that i have a good i would like to think i've got a good grasp of now does that make yeah, sense yeah, yeah so there's a common 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 theme isn't it? there are there are definitely common themes mark yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. yeah. sure so yeah the sustained living of someone else's life uh, and the breakdown of that can cause that's certainly for me the, the lowest step okay um uh, and i've done that a couple of times so, I, do you know i really appreciate you saying that because i realized just from doing these interviews that you know i've had like all these human beings disclose some of their deepest darkest things to me because yeah. they said nobody had ever asked them yeah. So it's been really, yeah. it's been amazing what I've, what people have disclosed to me along the way. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of humanity, right? Everybody's yeah. human. No, yeah. No, you know, every every kind of person who thinks differently has usually got a pain that they a source of pain yeah. where they discovered yeah. their, discovered their path. Yeah. Um, what aspects of your personality, your character, influence your maverick approach? Uh, everything. Um, so, I mean, I try and bring my personality into every single thing of how I do. It's, it's, you know, and mischief, mischief is probably, um, uh, you know, laziness in terms of tasks and, and stuff like that. You know, I literally always look for how would I with my character what would be the mischievous way to do this what right would be okay the no what would be the no work approach to do this what would be how would every detail of life make me smile i mean this can be from you know something as small as my business card which is essentially blank yeah um 
with just my name imprinted on it. Okay. Um, um, no ink. Yeah. Nothing. You can't, in a dark room, you cannot see what's on it. Yeah. Um, and that maybe took three iterations or four iterations yeah, of versions yeah. to get it down to the absolute least possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and but also get it to convert probably four or five times higher than in any other business card that I've seen. Yeah. Um, and so you know my my kind of obsession is always less is more and how can you take away yes. everything and then and then yeah. create more and that you know I spent a long time thinking about every detail of my life in that way um, and then loving and enjoying the kind of, um, you know, the, the, the challenge of always, always doing the opposite. Okay. Um, um, and, and, and doing extremes um, because, you know, that they make, those sort of things make me smile. Okay. I've got to tell you this before I ask you the next question. The strangest business card I had was actually mm. off one of my mavericks, who's a scientist and works in Bill Gates's lab. Okay. And um, I met him randomly, and um, he handed me a card that was just a blank piece of card and just said, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> and it's still, and I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't figure it out because I only wanted him to say yes to the interview and I'd got his email, so I was good. And like you, yeah, yeah, why, do I, why do I need to spend my energy on this now? Yeah, yeah, so how do I get in touch with you? You'll work yeah, out. Okay, yeah, I'll work it out. Um, are you born or bred a maverick, do you think? Uh, oh, the nature of the Um I'm someone who believes in limitless potential, so you can become anything, really. Um, so whilst there is genetic basis for a lot of personalities and a lot of stuff, I really, I'm someone who believes in nurtures overwhelming ability that no individual has limits so um okay. i don't think many of us really get anywhere close to tapping into our potential but completely um, concur with you what i'm going to do is as you answer the questions if i think of anything i'm going to say that to you at the time so i don't forget at the end yeah. one of the things i do is have you seen the film limitless uh, no. Watch it. Oh my God, that is my New Year's Day movie. Every New Year's Day, I watch that. Really? Sets me up for the year. <laughs> really? Well, I'm pretty limitless. <laughs> yeah, watch it. Seriously, download it and watch it like right now. It's that amazing. See, I gave up TV three years ago. So, uh, this is not TV. This is this is educational. This will take your life to... It's not about taking your life to a different level. I just think everybody should be made to watch it on the planet. Okay. I will okay. watch it. I'll come out of TV yeah. retirement. Watch it and then email me and tell me what you think because I want to know, okay? <laughs> I will do. Do you think your childhood in any way impacted on your being a maverick? Oh, utterly. So give me an... Ex explain. Well, I, I mean, I used, I used to be a contrarian just to get attention, right? Right. Um, so, um, and for all the wrong reasons, you take the opposing view. Um, and as only as I got older to realise that I used to just be obnoxious and take take the opposing view just to right. kind of... Um, and then in time, you start to realise, well, A, I'm good at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 and B, quite by accident, there's an extraordinary amount of wisdom <laughs> in contrarianism. Sure. For sure. So for obnoxious reasons, I developed this um, super skill um, and then discovered by always taking the opposing view that there was amazing insight and knowledge and, and wisdom out there. Um, so it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a childish thing that turned into one of my greatest strengths. Okay, thank you. How is your enthusiasm and drive and energy related to being a maverick? Um, well, I mean... If I'm truly honest, I spent 35 years trying to get out of bed, um, and uh, it was only because I, a lot of the world didn't make sense to me, and so I, you know, just battled with lack of motivation or kind of depressive kind of tendencies and things like that. And it was it was only the day when I realised that I was only ever going to uh, achieve things in this world by just being who I was, that my life completely transformed. Yes. Um, when I was unmotivated, I still did all these kind of things. I still managed to get a lot done without actually really wanting to get out of bed. Yeah. So my, my ability to find the shortest route to do anything and my ability to manipulate other people to get them to do things for me were 
amazing because I just wasn't motivated so long. And now I, I use those same skills for extreme leverage and um, uh, kind of changing the world, whereas I just used to use those skills to just survive day by day. Okay. How do you see rules, Mark? Um, as innovation challenges, I suppose. Okay. okay. <laughs> And have you... Sorry, did you want to add anything else? Kind of artificial lines. Artificial lines. I've heard it called a lot of things, but not artificial lines. Well, I'm a a man who loves the world. The world's like Burning Man and things like that. Right. um, I believe that rules are not necessary at all. um, And there's an innate ability within humans to actually be able to work it out for themselves. Yeah. um, so uh, I'm not someone who thinks we need them. Okay. Have you always taken a maverick approach to business or was there a particular trigger? Because you said you were very, un- you said about your, you know, you didn't like, you, you said something I, about being a different, you know, living somebody else's life. So what happened? I think, I mean, I, I've always been, I've always been fairly different, but I suppose what I, I didn't do for a long time is truly realise how far I could take it. Okay. Um, so I would never be considered close to conventional, but <laughs> I, think, but I, I think, you know, the real challenge was, was really to say, well, I could be an extreme outlier and, and take extreme uh, approaches to doing things and, and really reinvent everything rather than just um, some things. Yeah, yeah. Completely concur with you. Darren's just messaged me. Um, I got married a couple of weeks ago and decided to get married on a, a water taxi that's got a happy logo on it. And like yesterday, I interviewed somebody in Australia. She was like, she's the woman who came up with the whole comic relief concept. Mm-hmm. And she turned around and she said, Oh, so how was, before we get started, how was the wedding? Show me your ring. I went, No ring. She went, What? I went, No ring. We don't do jewellery. So why would we get a ring? You know, yeah, I, I say the same line. Yeah, yeah. Why do you have to? That's somebody else's rules, not the way exactly. I want to. You know, I, I remember I was saying to my boyfriend, um, he, and he said, "Oh well, we'll need to go and get go go get a ring." I went, "Do you like jewelry?" He goes, "Never had to wear it." I went, "Well," I said, "Do I wear jewelry?" He goes, "Not really." I said, "So who are we buying the rings for?" Yeah, exactly. And he said. Oh, right, point taken. <laughs> Are you always a maverick now, or do you choose to be so at times, and why? Um, I'm always who I am. Mm-hmm. So, and do um, you turn the maverickism dial then up and down? Like in this instance, mm-hmm. okay, I just told you, you're number 80, you can be as wild as you like. But then, <laughs> or, and then in some instances, you're like thinking... Okay, we need to do this gig, and they're not going to handle more than three out of ten. <laughs> no, I, I, I kind of, I mean, you're sure there. I mean, there are there are there are days when there's a glint in the eye, and you 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 go, but it's not something that you deliberately do. I mean, I basically act how I feel, right? Um, um, and so you know, I. I think, you know, putting on a show for people is kind of a ticket to disaster. Right, okay. So being... It's kind of mental health 101, really. Um, yes, <laughs> completely concur with you. I don't know if you remember this bit, but I'm actually an ex-children's nurse, so I've done a lot of work with people in yeah. that kind of area where, you know... Um, uh, you know, um, basically... What's the biggest lie you can live except for not being true to yourself? Yeah, but I mean, you only have to look. You know, Robin Williams is a classic example of, of you know, uh, and you know, always growing up, kind of the funny man and, and the contrarian and stuff like that. It's very easy to get into that cycle of yes, always yeah, putting I on can the show understand. and stuff. Like that. So I'm probably a, a lot less. Um, uh, I'm a lot less driven about about doing that. You know, I kind of I'm, I'm not that I'm ever accused of being silent, but I just silently get on with doing okay. my work and my, my my stuff. Where in the past I would have been there. Okay. Um, and and when you're when you're turning this dial up and down, is it a conscious or unconscious decision? Um, I think these days it's I'm pretty much trying to be where I am at. Okay. So it's. It's uh, I'm conscious when I'm 
not doing it for the right reasons okay. these days, whereas I wouldn't have been conscious in the past. Okay. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business? Well, I mean, I uh, I see I don't see the separation between business and life for a start. So I Fair enough. So what are the advantages uh, and disadvantages? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, the advantages are you, you, you're constantly surrounded by interesting people and interesting things. And, and um, because, you know, being different attracts different people you, you 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 become a social currency yes um, um and you know so you you deliberately project different thinking out into the world and you get you're the one that gets sent to all the people other different thinking people because everybody wants to kind of trade you as i know this person and connect yes. you with that person things yeah like. so i mean that's that's the kind of real upside okay um, the downside is you know it can be exhausting <laughs> 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 Um, you know, um, thinking crazy and having inspiring, amazing conversations and, and doing you know incredible things all the time. You know, what is high octane burning energy? Yeah, so you always have to kind of find the space. Yeah, uh, and and it's very easy to kind of lose sight of that and get and it's like it can be like a drug. Yes, um, and it is probably for, for for a lot of people an addiction and, and and like anything you can have too much of thing if you don't back down yeah. regular intervals then yeah it, so that's the hardy thing maintaining balance when you're kind of drinking the elixir of life is, yeah <laughs> it's not always it's not always that yeah and 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 there and also um from my perspective i would say it's also about um you know if you're high on life and the other fuckers aren't it's kind of like you know when you're the only one who's not drinking at a party. It's kind of like that in reverse. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I suppose I have a gift that I can usually bring um, bring people with me. Yeah. Um, um, I do, uh, but there are some people you just who just don't want to go there, mate. <laughs> I don't. No, no. I, I mean, I have a, I have a, There's there's very few people I can't rewire. <laughs> okay. Okay. Something, okay. Something, something of a specialism. Is, okay. Just, um, just becomes a more challenge. Yeah. True. <laughs> Has Asian experience altered your maverick approach? And if so, how have you grown? Uh, yeah, I think uh, what I call um, it's one of my really good friends. Uh, said to me once and guy, the guy we'd grown up together since we were seven and something like that and said some stuff to me that I didn't think was me um, and uh, but because it was a really close friend it kind of shook me to my core mm. that why would they think that of me and uh, yeah. and that isn't who I am um, and then you know I really started to understand the difference between reality and perception and kind of what control that we have of mm both our own realities and, and the perceptions that we give off and, and learning to, in some ways, be more human, be more vulnerable and actually tell people the whole story rather than just the bits that um, we want, Jack. Yeah. Um, uh, so that kind of experience, really, you know, it's kind of why I write my blog, which, you know, which is a real kind of full projection of what goes on inside my head rather than just the bits, the outer bits. So, but it took a, it took a, you know, a tough conversation from a friend, which didn't feel like truth at all, but in, but it was a perception to him. So, um, um, so you know, a moment like that can be life changing. Yeah. What aspects of your business are you most maverick in? Well, I mean, I don't run a business. Um, I can I run a social movement. Um, yeah. And. Uh, I kind of like the idea of how can you can change the world without actually ever setting a business up. Okay. Because, um, <laughs> you know, I don't really believe in business. The, um, okay. <laughs> the, um, but I'm assuming you earn some money somehow. Yeah, well, actually, no, interesting. I just had my life sponsored by someone else. Actually. Yeah, great. Um, okay. Uh, I wrote this blog post uh, a couple of months ago, so somebody's please sponsor me a business jet and an unlimited credit card. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, someone just 
gave it to me. Right, fair um, enough. Because I said, well, well, I don't want to earn a living. Someone else has already earned it for me. So um, I'll just get someone to sponsor my life um, <laughs> and, and uh, literally give me a jet. Uh, so now I have a private jet. <laughs> and, um, well, in which case, why didn't you come over on it? Because I'm in bloody Vancouver. <laughs> and, okay, right. I, uh, I'm actually due to come over next year at some point. So, oh, the, um, keep in touch and we'll go for dinner. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. And um, yeah, I have a good friend that lives out there. And uh, the yeah, so I because everybody used to tell me it was kind of hard. You've got to work your way up, and you've got to do all that kind of stuff. It's got to be about the business. But like, well, what if it wasn't? Yeah. Uh, what if I could do do no work and still make a difference? Get that kind of life. You know, what would it take to float to the world's top table? Um, you know, so I'm building a, a new organization. Well, kind of, I I encourage someone else to build it for me, um, uh, which is to build a new world's top table. Um, so we're literally doing a Davos 2.0 event in March, which we got someone else to fund. You know, attracting some of the libertarian billionaires to it, and all the guys are actually decentralizing the state, and literally starting with kind of world's most important event to date. Um, it it's really idea. funny. You, you sound like I interviewed this guy who's the who's the who's the founder of the Pirate Party. Okay, really. really yeah. It'd be good to. Uh, it'd be good for an introduction, actually. We, we yeah. Have a good sure. I'm one. So. Uh, yeah, I'm writing yeah, this so, note down. Um, yeah, they'd be very interested in that event that we're doing. Um, so we're bringing all the people in the world that are doing stuff like together in one kind of event, and then we'll just give them loads of money. Okay. Um, and so, you know, a lot of these kind of organisations aren't funded, um, yet there's a lot of interest in kind of moving from the old power systems to the decentralised. So it was like, what would be the easiest thing in the world to do that would make the biggest difference? And it was literally to stick... 30 people in a room that are doing this crazy stuff around the world and, and, and then, you know, just have fun and connect and share ideas. Yeah. And so I, yeah, that, well, that was the smallest thing that you could do in the world that would make the biggest difference and was conceived over coffee in the summer and is now happening in March. That's amazing. <laughs> it's really funny because when I started doing this project, Darren actually, um, he was interview number two. Okay, right. Right, and he actually, obviously we're mates as well, and he actually turned around one day, apart from the email that says, you are living the dream, aren't you? He actually emailed me and said, do you know what you've done? I went, no, but I think you're about to tell me. And he said, <laughs> you just, he goes, you just made yourself the global expert on everyone who thinks differently. Do you actually yeah. know what your marketable commodity rate is now? I went, yeah, yeah, no, it's... Wait, it's, I said, uh, wait till I've reached a hundred. I'm kind of like, just focus on, just focus on this, you know. Uh, and it's mm. kind of like, once you set out with a crazy challenge, that every, you know, I'm one of those people, don't tell, somebody told me I couldn't do this, see, that's all they have to say. I couldn't <laughs> do this. And I think yeah, last, yeah. last Friday, I went out for coffee with somebody who's like close friends with his, the Dalai Lama. And I've just said to him, when I've written the book, right, okay, so you're not a maverick, so I can't include you. But will you introduce me to the Dalai Lama so he can endorse my book? Because I'm trying to show everybody how business can be used for good. And yeah. he went, okay. Or, or, or the opposite, no business can be used for good. Yeah, um, yeah, but that's, that's again in itself is a, is a very maverick approach. Okay, so yeah. you told me about the aspects of your business you're most maverick in. What aspects yeah. of your business are you least maverick in? What do you do just like everybody else? Um, I believe in, I mean, business, again, is not a word I like. I mean, in life, I'm sure I, I, I have similar, you know, going to the toilet or breathing in similar okay. fashion. Fair enough. People. <laughs> some pretty, yeah. <laughs> um, there's some, some pretty kind of automated processes. This is true. That, that, okay. That, 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 I haven't yet worked out okay. in different ways, but other than that, uh, you know, and then you know, I have a three and a half year old and stuff, and uh, uh, they have a very you know excellent way of reminding you of your 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 kind of normal, normality. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, only really in those kind of areas, and I'm still not that conventional in in in, in all of those areas. But um, okay, so it's my next yeah. question, right? Which is, I'm quite interested to hear what you're going to say is. How do you balance being a maverick with home life? Uh, I mean, I don't like uh, balance is 
is the wrong word. I, I try to integrate what I do. Okay. To, I mean, I, I, you know, run a social movement to create the best place to live on earth by 2020 where I live um, because I wanted to create the best school in the world um, and it takes a village to raise a child. So I thought, okay, look, I need to rewire a country so um, so my son can grow up yeah. in a nicer community. So I kind of, you know, what I work on uh, is pretty integrated with family life. Um, but it just comes down to priorities and it's not something I've always got right in the past. Um, and I constantly, as my wife would tell you, <laughs> I constantly overstep the mark with, yeah. you, know, um, you know, again, you have this problem with this fascinating and interesting life and, and yet, you know, the laundry still needs to be. <laughs> yeah, mine is in the tumble dryer, mate. I'm doing it as we do, yeah. as I'm, 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 I'm blending. Is it not that I ever do it, but I said I, I certainly have to hear about it if it goes wrong, you know. Oh, no, no, so, no. you know, darling, I've, I've just been having a conversation about the cure for cancer, you know, do we really need to? Do yeah, it? yeah, it's it, sometimes it is, it, it is uh, one really of the, what, yeah, it's huge, kind of like, you know, I've just got off the phone to the PA of so and so, and I've just nailed this massive maverick, and I really don't want to discuss what the weather's like. Yeah, yeah so definitely. I, 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 you know, um, returning down to earth to, 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 to be there uh, is not something I, I, I find that easy. And, and, and I, um, it can be a sort of conflict, but I'm getting better at it. Okay. Anymore, right? Okay. Uh, is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind? <sighs> legacy. I mean, legacy is, is kind of... Uh, I mean, it's it's, a, uh, it's kind of a a bit of a trap. Uh, although it's it's really interesting that that word legacy. I mean, it's something that really as entrepreneurs or people get older, they start to really focus on. Some. Um, and I suppose, yeah. Well, when they start, yeah. I mean, they start, the closer you get to death, the the more that people start. I don't. I'm, it's not something. I mean, I suppose we already have one, um, you know, uh, to live a day true to yourself in your life, I think is some legacy. Mm. Um, um, and I've already done that, so I can die a happy man. So. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Tick that box. And how much of anything about being a maverick is related to give back? How do you mean, uh, how do you mean give back? Paying it forward, giving back to the world. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's all I do, really. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily there's a direct link with a desire to be uh, a maverick or the desire to give back. Um, I think, being, you know, some, some real mavericks can be in the darkest industries in the world and can be fundamentally taking. I mean, you could say Hitler was a maverick. <laughs> right, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, utterly, you know, um, uh, and, and so I don't think necessarily the two things are related. Okay, Mavericks. But in my in my case, I I happen okay. to give give back a okay. lot, but I, I don't see the link. Okay, Mavericks tend to be risk takers. What's the biggest risk you've taken in business to date? I don't know if they are are risk takers. I think. Uh, they have a different perception of risk. Yes. Actually, actually, a lot of them aren't that risk taking. Mm-hmm. But if they if they don't see if they've actually got a well calculated thing, but they're they're not you know someone who would see something risky is non conformity is risky because their brain is telling them they're going to die. Okay. Right. Um, the truth is they're not going to die. So um, a maverick has actually learned to analyze the risk without. The neurological bias. Okay. Uh, so, in some ways, they're a better calculator of risk than someone else. I mean, it really depends on the individual. Yeah. Um, so, I wouldn't say I was particularly high in risk taking. Um, I just, I just choose my own variables to calculate risk. Okay. How which many... may create, which may create a perception in the outside world that I was a risk taker. Right. But I think deep down. Deep down, if you speak to a lot of people and you understand the calculations they make, they're actually probably better judges of risk than most people. Yes. And yes. Aren't, aren't actually that risk of risk. 
But you know, the media and everyone would like to say, yeah. oh, don't they take such huge yeah. risks? But the, the truth is they don't. Okay, yeah, I'll buy that concept. How many ventures have you taken in the past five years? <sighs> past five years? Oh, there's nothing worse than a venture. Um, I would like, I haven't taken one in three or four. I, I give them all away. Okay. I deliberately say the last thing I need to do is do anything. So I, I keep this list of ideas and ventures, and when I find the person that needs it, I give it to them. Okay. Because um, I like I like my time too much. Um, but I mean, uh, but you know, I suppose I do work on various projects or concepts. But it, it, it's it's hard to, and I you know literally have coffee with hundreds of people. Um, I buy into everything, every person and what they do. So if, if the human beings I interact with are essentially ventures because I'm emotional, mm. develop emotional capital within those, then you know hundreds, because um, each each human is a venture, right? Okay. Um, if you're thinking about it in terms of entities, uh, then not many. Okay. So what would you consider are the characteristics of a successful venture project? Success according to Mark Wynn. Oh, did it make a difference? Did it did it make someone smile? Did it um, did it make me smile? Okay. And of the um, ventures you've done, how many were successful according to that definition? Oh. I think everything I've ever done has been successful, even the failures, because I've learned so much from them. Okay. I, I don't. I don't see. I see everything as success. It's like everything has been a learning point. Every thing, you know, if I love who I am today, then I wouldn't change a minute. Okay. So, everything is as it should have been, and ultimately that means everything was, in some ways, the success. Okay. So what do you what do you do that makes something successful then? Enjoy it. <laughs> Enjoy it. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's... And, and what's not being funny is better than not enjoying it, ain't it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So when a venture is unsuccessful, what do you think is the main reason it failed? Um. So I, I've studied success a lot in entrepreneurs. I've worked with entrepreneurs and uh, coached and mentored a lot of entrepreneurs. And, and fundamentally, uh, people don't succeed when they 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 in, in, typically when they do things in non-alignment with who they are. Right. Um, um, and you know, success. Perceived outside success that isn't in alignment with who you are isn't success. Yeah. Because um, um, you'll never feel it. Um, so uh, alignment is the, the real kind of yes. definition of success. Did you achieve success in alignment with who you are? Then you're successful. If you didn't, then you'll never feel it. So the times where I see people think successful but they feel it are because they're living in our direct in, in another direction to who they were. And you could see that that was the Western condition, right? Yeah. There's there's no surprise that mental health rates are soaring. Oh, for sure, for and, sure. Uh, entrepreneurs are depressed and and, and, and and all these kind of things because there's a, there's a, there's, there's, a, there's an alignment issue with the way the world is pointing and how people feel deep inside. It's really, it's um, so true because what somebody said to me, Mark, the, uh, a little while ago, somebody turns around and said, when you're successful, I just look to them. And I went, what do you mean when? And they went, yeah. you know, when you're successful, because to them, success looks like me writing the Times bestseller. And I'm mm. like, and they said, why are you looking like that? I said, I'm already successful. Mm. I went, I get up every day and I get to talk to these amazing human beings. On a scale out, yeah. of, not out, of, out of 10 out of 10, I'm usually on 9 or 10 for how happy I am. You know, yeah. how, can, how can you be asked? I said, so from my point, I'm more successful than most people on this planet. Yeah, it's the first question. How do you have a great day every day? That's success. Yeah. It's a journey, journey, not a destination. Oh, for sure. As a maverick, what are you afraid of? 
Um, what am I afraid of? I've done so much work on fear, so not, there's not a lot left. Okay. <laughs> there was a lot. Yeah. yeah. But you've done it now. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, probably my my greatest fears these days are uh, my my greatest challenge at the moment is ordinariness. Um, is to celebrate and enjoy the ordinary. Yes. Um, uh, so if that was any one fear, that would be my last to be ordinary. Um, yeah. uh, but it's a beautiful thing. So it's kind of one of my final challenges. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just being, um, how important is team to you? Team? Yeah. Um, well, without human connection, life is empty. So, okay. Uh, so I, I surround myself with incredible people all day, most days, and you know we're all interconnected, right? So we're okay. as a human race, we are one big team. And, and and does the fact that you're a maverick then affect your approach to leadership? Uh, well, I have a different philosophy on leadership to most people. What's so your philosophy? I believe that every human being is a leader, right? And um, um, and uh, we can all be self-directed and we can all make our own decisions. And, uh, you know, if you give people the freedom to become leaders, then they will lead. At the moment, I think there's a lot of things in life that prevent people becoming the leaders that are incapable of becoming. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I believe in no leaders and everybody being a leader at the same time. So. Okay, okay. And how and where did you get your permission to be a maverick? <laughs> never, never, permission is, is, is an overrated concept. I, I would like to say I was an Olympic apologist. <laughs> okay. What did, what, did, Amos, what did somebody say? Better to seek forgiveness after than ask for permission first. Yeah, well, I, uh, because I, I think I'm very impulsive. Um, uh, it's gone before I forgot. So okay, so okay. I've just got a very, very, very good apologising. Okay. <laughs> Is being a maverick related to creativity? And if so, how? Uh, I think um, uh, vulnerability is the kind of the birthplace of creativity. And, um, and so if you're choosing to go your own way, you're choosing to be vulnerable and go away from the crowd, and that is the kind of birthplace of, of doing anything new and anything different. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, those two things are inherently linked. Okay, and you've mentioned this word quite a lot, but um, how how is being a maverick related to innovation? Um, again, it's, it's, it's about new new you have to it's something you have to think a different way yeah um and so well sure a maverick is in the term is is a um is an extension of that but to be different you have to be coming up with different stuff so those two right. things are linked i mean you could transpose the words an innovator or a maverick yeah that's been said yeah mavericks mm. tend to be learners what are you a student on? Oh, um, every, every moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's um, an unquenchable, inexhausting... I mean, everybody's a teacher. Yeah. Um, um, you know, every single interaction has something to teach you. Um, so the disturbing point would be, when am I not learning? Okay, okay. Um, and which... And do you draw on other mavericks in any way? I mean, I was, you know, fortunate enough to meet my maverick idol uh, a couple of months ago, Ricardo Semler, who wrote the book Maverick, actually. I know! Yeah, he'd be great. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I hung out with him for an hour in Rio at Ted Global, and uh, yeah. it, was good to, it was good to talk. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, surround myself with people who think differently. Okay. Um, and... Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, if you kind of 
see a typical week in the sheer variety of people and thought processes that I spend my time with that, you know, there are very few people that are anyway quite close to the way I think and lots and the people I value the most in my life are the ones that think completely different to me. Yes, yes. Is um so you've already answered my next question, which was um who's a ma- anyone who's a maverick that inspires you? So Ricardo Semler. Yeah. Any, anybody uh, else you want to? People add? like La- Larry Page, Elon Musk, um, uh, Tim Ferriss, um, you know those kind of people. Okay. What do you have to suffer and sacrifice because you're a maverick? Uh, well, technically, you don't really. Most people do, but actually, <laughs> believe it or not, you don't have to. You don't have to. Suffer, suffering is a choice, right? Yes, um, of course. Uh, and, uh, you know, what if it was easy? Yeah, what if it was easy? <laughs> so, as a permission thing. You okay, can... <laughs> okay. What motivates you as a maverick? What makes you, and obviously now you do get out of bed, so what makes you get out of bed and think, right, I'm going to go out and do this today? Um, well, I mean, the, the knowledge that today is going to be a great day, right, that I get up because I've designed life so well that the chances of every day can grow are pretty high, so why wouldn't you jump out of bed and, yeah. and, okay. and launch into kind of the unexpected, I mean, life design is probably what I'm, one of the things I'm best at, and I, okay deliver myself an incredible life on, or have a team to deliver me an incredible life on a on a plate so um, there are people that work very hard to make my life great and, okay, um, <laughs> okay. so, uh, it's so everybody else is doing the work fair enough <laughs> but actually you know what uh, if you're doing anything you don't like to do in life you're depriving someone of something they love yeah and all the, all the people that work with me love what they do yeah for sure uh, uh, and some people love to deliver a great life for someone yeah, else. So. Yeah. Is any part of being a maverick related to finding out who you are and what you're capable of? Um, yeah, I'm sure part of it is. I mean, you know, there are some pretty people that haven't found out who they are. <laughs> so so I, I wouldn't say there's a direct correlation between that. But no. I think people who... I think, People who step into who they are have a tendency to be different thinkers. Yes. Do you like being a maverick? I like being me, and if I'm a maverick, fair enough. <laughs> I, I have no choice. And is being a maverick um, important or a responsibility in any way? Uh, I think we all have to get in touch with our insignificance. Okay. Now that. <laughs> Any, any any suggestion otherwise would be, would be all ego. Okay, okay. Well, thank you for your honesty. Now, now you've nearly finished the interview, on a scale of 1 to 10, how maverick are you? Um, I would like... I'd like to think there was always room for improvement. Um, and I suppose I'm a big believer in 10x thinking. So... You know, other people would probably give me nine or ten, but would I give? I'd be the sort of guy that'd give myself one. Okay, so you're a one. <laughs> well, no, no, because I could. I believe that everything can be improved. Yes, by yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I get that. Um, but but uh, I would say if you independently asked the people to judge me on what yeah. they would give me. No, but I'm asking them. I'm asking you. So I give myself a one. Okay. What, what, what advice? You're just contrarian, I know. What advice would you give to someone who feels they're a maverick, so that they could be the best possible maverick they could be? Be yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you promote and serve other people to be mavericks? Um, I, yeah, all I do is by by leading, by being who who I am. That inspires others to follow their own path. I mean, that's really. And is that the same way you um, promote and serve yourself to be a maverick? Yeah. Okay. What's your biggest ambition right now? Um, to, re- to reinvent 
humanity um, to have all seven billion people in the human rights thriving. Um, nothing more, nothing less. Right? Okay. <laughs> you oh, you touched on this before, but if you you said a super skill, but if you could have a superhero power, what would it be? Peace. <laughs> peace. What mental peace? Peace and yeah. well-being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, peace. Okay. <laughs> and what do you do for fun? Uh, uh, well, what don't I do? For fun? Okay, <laughs> I can see where this is going. Yeah. What would be one quote that defines you as a maverick? Defines me. Um, But one quote I've said or one quote? Uh, one quote that you just, you know, have around you or that always comes up as a way of living you you live your life by or... I think they're probably the, the... It's like the Spike Milligan epitaph, isn't it, right? You know, right. Uh, so, you know, I told you I was ill. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, something, you know, I think that's... You know, people would kind of reflect on... But something that captures a person at, a, at, a, at, a, at an awkward moment, like I think that's a stroke of utter genius. Okay, so <laughs> so your quote is, "I told you I was ill." Um, care to see your Spike Milligan? Well, I think it, it, I think he captured something in that in that in yeah. that statement. Yeah. Which which I resonate with. What Mine would you... probably be different, different, but that that probably explains. Okay. Explains it if you, if you had one, what would it be? I'm intrigued. Huh. I don't know. I think I really need to. I used to. Um, I kind of like life enhancing. Um, just those two words. Yeah, that's fine. I kind of like life enhancing. That's not a bad epitaph to, or that can, quote. That, to can be like, that can be tiny or. Huge. Yeah, of course. Okay, what would you like to have been asked that I haven't asked you? Oh, um, there's an infinite question. <laughs> there's a, that's a what question? There's an infinite question. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Um, you don't have to have think, one. Uh, no, I mean for me, it's always um, maybe asking asking you you the same questions would have been. <laughs> okay, I'm going to switch the recorder off, and then I'm going to tell you what I'm up to. So thank you for letting me interview you.